Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is episode number 200. We made it. Episode 200. We start off with a little bit of reminiscing our top three episodes as well as honorable mentions. Then Victor follows up with a little bit of a story about his first social experience post-quarantine. And then we wrap things up in a nice and tidy bow about reflections about our encounter that I had in my chaplaincy group the other week. So with that being said, episode number 200 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> so, uh, so this episode is a pretty special episode. I want to say, man, first of all, I want to thank you for your friendship over, it has been four years, four years since we have been doing this podcast, and we're finally on episode number 200, the big 200. I know. What, what, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? What do you feel? My first thoughts are, why didn't we just do this, continue doing this on Zoom when we first moved? Because we had that huge <laughs> hiatus. <laughs> We had that huge hiatus. We had such great momentum. And so to see 200 episodes, four years, I'm I'm thinking, my goodness, we did at least probably 100 in one year. And a few of those were previously recorded that we brought over from... That was the audio that we brought over the, from. Yeah, the straight, straight up. up. Well, actually, I think that was over 100. That may have been, or maybe it was in the 90s. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway. No, it was, it was over bitch. 100. Yeah. 200, <laughs> four years. We can do better. We should be at 400. We can, we can do so that's much better. Thinking. I mean, we're, we're, we're putting them out about two a week now. So, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. One year and one month being off. Man, we'd be up to 300 right now. But you were, uh, you were asking me, like, what are some of your favorite episodes? And I immediately I had two of them come to, come to mind and a third one I eventually thought of. But whenever you ask me or whenever we think of Stream of Thought, I always think of around the first 50 episodes or definitely like the first 20 that come to mind that I'm like, oh man, that I do, that was so long ago. I can't remember that. And if you were to give me an episode title or a number that's somewhere between now and you know, the first 100, I'd probably like whatever, but it's very memorable. The first 10, the first 25, the first 50. Do you remember, do you remember how messy it was at the very outset where it was like technical difficulties for the first 50 episodes? Like every couple of episodes, we always had something that went horribly wrong. We couldn't figure out what it was. And then your computer started malfunctioning. And so we had the screen issues where we had to do yeah, a couple, couple of the Zoom ones with, with no, no video. But, but yeah, the, one that I, uh, the one that I thought of that was my – that's my – probably my favorite. I mean I have several favorites that all share a similar theme. But still one of my favorites is when you were telling the story. <sighs> Of your dad going to Florida after your grandfather passed away and he's having to like babysit a bunch of people that are straight up adults and like they're not helping out your grandmother, your grandfather <laughs> just passed away. Like I can't emphasize enough. He just passed away and he's having to babysit what sounds like 30 adults and like kids and orchestrate everything and no one can pull their own weight. They're all just depending on him to tell them what to do. 
Oh my goodness, I totally forgot about that episode. Yeah, that that was a good one. That was a real song. That was a a tale of two travels. That was a two-parter, episodes 9 and 10. And I can't remember if we... If we, if that was the first, if it was nine or ten or a little bit of both or what, but uh, yeah, that was, gosh, so. Funny. Oh my goodness, yeah. So okay, so I I actually came up with I was I have have my little notepad and so I was just going through and, and seeing if there were any like titles that stuck out in my mind that that I could remember what we talked about. So I came up with a list of like six or seven that were really good. I only have the top three and then like two honorable mentions. Okay. So honorable honorable mentions um it, the uh the great roast with Matt okay who I who who I think was our our first guest I on, believe on that was episode so 1 uh, I don't know what one, it was 183 yeah. 183 the great, 183 I was about to say 123 then, I was like what no that's not it And then just for Nostalgia. Uh, the other honorable mention is uh, episode one eighteen, "Alive and Well: The Return," which okay. was the first podcast that we did after after our year and a, year and a month hiatus. Right. So th- those those are the two um, honorable mentions. And then number three, episode number one nineteen, "Throwing It All Up," which was the last podcast episode that we did before the quarantine stuff went into effect. Was, and that was the that was the thing about the donuts, the neighbor coming over and offering donuts. Yes, that was also when I had gone to the doctor and I got a flu shot, and I was feeling like crap, and I was I left in the middle of the episode to go throw up. That's right. Was that the, was I think that the twice. episode? I did That's it at least it once. I That's may right. have done it twice because I don't do that. I don't do. You know, I mean, I got my second dose the other day. I'll do this vaccine, you know, and, you know, I'll do tetanus. I'll do the the vaccines when you're a kid, but I'm not doing this annual flu shot thing because, (laughs) no, honestly, because I never get the flu. So why try and fix something that's not broken? And then what happens because of Corona, the doctor's like, no, you should get a flu. I told him like, no, I'm good. He's like, no, you should get one. I'm like, all right, well, give it the, given the current climate, I guess. And so I get a flu shot, and I feel like crap the next day. I totally forgot that that was part of the episode too, despite the title, obviously. Yeah. Oh my god, that but that that was a fun one. So I put that as as my top one of my top okay. three. Uh, number two, uh, episode one forty four. I did it for the lulls. Which, which one was uh, that one again? We were ta- that was we were talking about uh, scammers. We were. Uh, oh, that was that was the one with your gym trip. Okay. That was the one with your gym trip. Yeah, um, it was just entertaining. It was random, right? I know with the just... title. Given the title, I had a sense of what it was about, but I was trying to remember the details because yeah, I see just... these titles and they're so familiar, but I can't remember a lot of the time like everything that we talked about in that episode. And and you figure too the amount of hours because the. We typically run an, uh, about an hour, I would say, would be an average, for right. 45 minutes to an hour or something like that. So 200 hours of trying to remember all the shit that we talk about. Yeah. And then uh, episode number 43, which I think you know what that is. I had episode number 43 as it was in my top three. So my top three was A Tale of Two Travels. Let's play ball, which is episode number forty-three, 
And then another one which I'll mention later, but yeah, let's play ball. Number forty three. That that is up there. Is probably Gosh. my favorite episode talking about going up against a collection agency in court and winning. Oh my god. That was like I was on such a eu- euphoric high at that point in time. I mean it just That was the was, most was... I'd ever laughed at one thing, like with <laughs> such just veracity. Just I was when you mentioned when you when you did the motion of you charging up like you're gonna run through a wall and then to realize that you don't have to because the law is on your side, one and done, boom, okay, dismissed. And you're just like, wait, you don't have to run through this wall anymore. That is one of the times that I don't remember, you know, another time where I laughed so hard at one thing. Oh, man. And I'm normally not very good at telling stories. Yes. You were in your element telling that story. That was a that was phenomenal, unprecedented, second to none storytelling skill so yeah th- those are those are my top three plus uh the honorable mentions nice what about you yeah so, got, so you, i had got those two so i had yeah let's play ball and a tale of two travels and then the other one that i threw in there i cut this is kind of like an honorable mention for me because all and then so let me backtrack a tale of two travels episodes nine and ten let's play ball episode 43 those are like the ones that stand out the most to me those two and then and then what you can group together as the as the third one, any and every story that I that I laugh at at your expense, anything that happens to you, anything that happens to you, that I just laugh my ass off, laugh my ass off, and think how unfortunate. I'm so happy that it's not me. That's grouped in there, all of your stories. And then this one, episode ninety three realm of reality because i i don't remember the details but i remember that episode went very deep and metaphysical and right yeah i, I do, remember I that do vaguely recall that yeah because so i was flipping through and i read the description i was like oh i kind of i do this does sound very familiar but i couldn't remember i was i was i was going through because i was just uh seeing the things that struck me and just check it, checking out the descriptions from previous episodes. I'm like, there's a lot of ranting Rixes in there, probably more than venting Victors. And Maybe. I was like, oh, wow, I, I complain a lot, at least in the description. I see, I see like ranting Ricks, ranting Ricks. It's like, oh, wow, okay. Wow, I, I guess I had a lot of stuff pent up. But yeah, dude, I, I, a lot of it too was just bitching about like church stuff. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's where most of the ranting Rixes emerged from. There, there are a couple <laughs> other things, but yeah. Yeah, I um most I'm sure all of my venting victors are mostly from retail or driving around. I'm not too consistent with most things these days and the fact that we aside from our little break uh how consistent we've been. I mean, this is it's it's wild. It's wild. And now that we know how to do it remotely, doesn't doesn't matter where we are, we can always record a podcast. So, I don't know. It's yeah. It's been interesting. It's four four years, I think, is longer than I've done anything other than, like, college. When I think of four years, because I remember 2017, and that's easier for me to comprehend than saying it out loud is four years. Dude, yeah. I, know. I definitely remember, though. It's funny because when I listen to episodes, 
and when we talk about whatever we talk about, when I listen back on them, I can think, oh, yeah, I can tell you exactly what was going on in my life based on what I'm hearing in this episode at that time. Yes. And and I know in the past you said you would just go back and listen to some old episodes and be like, oh, my God, I totally forgot that that was, like, going on at that point in my life. But I remember it very clearly now because I feel, I feel like both of our lives have been uh, chronologized over the past yes. four years that any time we have any question about what what was taking place at any given time, I guarantee you we talked about it on the podcast. I mean, there was an episode where I remember talking about when I was riding my bike to Aldi and my shoelace got caught in the bicycle and, but I was able to keep riding. It's just the bicycle completely shredded my shoelace off. And so I looked down and I didn't even realize, like I felt, I felt it get pulled, but I didn't realize it got completely shredded while I was still riding. Anyway, yeah, I can, you know, uh, see myself listening to that in 10 or 20 years and like, oh yeah, I can't believe I ever even used to work at a grocery store. You know, it's, it seems so foreign to me that I even lived back home in Glen Ellen because it's, I've been in LA now for, it hasn't been that long, but two and a half years feels very <sighs> familiar. Has it only like been two and a half home. years? It yeah, feels like you've feels been like living been in LA forever. forever. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, it's actually funny that you mentioned that because I, I think it was the that uh, episode one nineteen, the throwing it all up one, where you were sick. I think you had also might have talked about uh, like weird shit that was going on in the grocery store. I'm like, that's right. You you were like hardcore into the grocery world, bro. I was at the grocery store the other day. I was at Sprouts on La Brea, which was the, I did like a couple shifts there, but I didn't. That wasn't the one that I worked at. And I'm just, you know, I look around at everything and I just think, fuck all of this. I hate all of this. Dude, there's nobody, like, there's like no one in the store at this time. It's quiet. It's like 8 o'clock or 8.30. It's very slow. And I'm just looking around at everything and I'm taking it all in. What I see, you know, what I hear. Just all the tiny little details that no one would pick up on unless they worked in retail, you know. Just hearing the hearing the interaction between customer and an employee or employees, and I'm just thinking, fuck all of this. I hate all I'm going to go, you know. And one of the things I already know, this crusade that I am, that I will embark on when the time is right. When I have all my shit together and I can make the next moves, dude, I'm totally going on a lifetime crusade of just never, no matter what you do, don't ever fucking work for somebody else long term. Don't ever fucking do that. Find anything that you can do where you can file your, file your taxes at least as just a 1099 independent contractor. And these are all the things that are advantageous. And within the law that will serve you. Don't ever <laughs> fucking do that shit. Don't yeah. Ever. Because it's just so it's just so draining. Not only the financial disadvantages to being W two, but all the bullshit you put up with mentally and emotionally. Fuck all of that. That's all I'm gonna say for right now. 
Well, and, <laughs> you see and, any, you I see, like, I, dude, bro. Anything <laughs> that people say or do could serve as like this, this uh, catalyst, this trigger. Yeah. yeah, all it takes is a tiny little pin pinprick of a drop, <laughs> and the boom, I turn and go zero to a hundred as to why everything about everything in that world is so toxic. Uh, yeah, and I am 100% on board. I don't think I realized this until, like, this stage of my life, but basically every situation where I've had to work for somebody else has just turned out to be a massive catastrophe. And, I mean, you're kind of at their mercy, too. You're, like, your your life is dependent on them keeping you around, which can change any minute. So yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, and, and the whole, the whole thing too, that I've loved about doing this podcast for 200 episodes now. And, uh, I think part of, part of my regret of not doing the zoom thing, cause you had just moved to LA and I just moved up to Minneapolis. So that's about the time when we stopped, uh, recording episodes for, for a period. And, I could and Zoom really was pretty used... much non-existent because it really didn't become a thing until the pandemic. I mean, it was around, but it wasn't a go-to. It wasn't a name brand. It wasn't. It was like Facebook Messenger and Skype, right? And maybe Google Hangouts, you know. But yeah, actually, but it's been so cathartic. I because I know I know you may laugh at a lot of the pain that I experience, <laughs> but dude, you know, it's good to be able to get that out there. And this is offered a form for that because I have, I feel like I process things so much better after we record an episode where I just like say what's on my mind and then without actually thinking through it. And afterwards I listen back to the episode and be like, oh, Ricks, you gotta, you gotta take it down a notch, put things in perspective. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> I do too, for sure. Because also when you listen back, you know, for example, when I listen to excerpts of myself and I think, you know, Victor, okay, coming on, you know, a little too strong. I can tell that you were angry at the time that you said this. You realize everything is just temporary. See, and I don't, and that's the crazy part too, is that I feel like I get, I get so much more emotional than you do. I don't really see that in you in listening back to, to all the episodes we've done. I mean, yes, you can, you can get a little hot under the collar, but at the end, you always have this moment of revelation where you're like oh okay i can breathe a little bit easier well i was gonna say i i did breathe a little bit easier because for a moment i almost did go <laughs> on a venting victor that's how easily i can be triggered you know just a few minutes ago t talking about this crusade i'm gonna go on but i also after having you know i guess you could say exasperated all of that i realized you know victor your mission your crusade is no different than other people's crusades where it's a little bit too much and in your face and as a result you want nothing to do with them we can all think yes. of a few things in particular where people you know will fight tooth and nail to get you to to see the way they see things and because of how much it's done for you, you know, perfect example uh, are the folks you see. I uh, one memory sticks out on college campus when this guy was, you know, uh, preaching to all the college oh, kids right. about yes. how we're all going to hell because we 
drink and have sex. I'm like, I'm thinking, dude, I get what you're saying. This is not the right way to do it. Not the right way to do it. Um, but just because that thing that works for them doesn't mean it's going to work for other people. So. Exactly. So it's it's like a it's like a self catharsis type thing where it makes them feel better, and that's really the only thing that matters in their mind. They're not actually interested in changing hearts and minds. They just want to feel better that they did right. something. Yeah, dude. Um, the what was it? Oh. Just in regards to like getting getting over over dramatic about things, I will say one of the things that I don't think we've ever talked about is the amount of editing out of certain things that I have said, kind of spur of the moment <laughs> for both of us over many many episodes where there's just a couple of sentences where I kind of I kind of cross that line and <laughs> it definitely is not fit for air, uh, despite how. <laughs> <laughs> we are about most things. There are there are certain things that I say that just uh, just that. There are certain yeah. times where I'm thinking, well, this guy's doing a lot of name dropping right now. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like if anyone else listened to this, I mean, I literally just sound like an asshole a lot of times when, when we have to go through that process. So yeah, that's, that's no, but you only sound like but... an asshole when you think of somebody else listening to it, even though the conversation, you know, obviously this podcast, anyone can listen to it. But when you're having a, you know, for example, when you're having a private conversation with someone and then someone happened to be recording it on set, right? Some dumbass PA has their phone and is recording the com- the argument between the you know lead actor and the director, and then it gets leaked, and then you have to explain like, oh well, you know, sometimes in a family you have fights and some bullshit, and it's right. like you're taking something out of context, like you know, and so I think that's what you're thinking. But also, you need to keep in mind when you're recording a podcast that. It might come back 10 years to bite you in the ass if you say the wrong thing, even though you meant no malice or ill intention by it. But someone got a little uh, – someone has a stick up their ass and they want to you know, um, shuffle things up and try and make someone look bad. So they take an opportunity to, to do that. Well, and, and here's the thing too is that aside from those moments where I kind of – like the moment it comes out of my mouth afterwards, like oh, I shouldn't have said that. Aside from that. For all the the controversial and out there stuff that we that I've said anyway, I mean, I can defend that. I feel like if anybody has an issue with it, I can I, I can articulate. Yeah, and I don't think I don't there's know. anything out there that I'm afraid that would get out. For the most part, anything where it's like, oh, we probably shouldn't have said that. We've removed it. So anything that is yeah. out there, if you have a <laughs> fucking problem with it, you know where to email us, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stream of thought podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, it, it's been a wild journey. So, so ultimately, looking forward, do you think that we will be able to get to 500 episodes? Absolutely, because I, I, we, we were, we were talking about that uh, at the end of last episode, like tr- just trying to get a sense of how much we should focus on it being 200. And I remember you saying something to the extent of, "Yeah, I don't really, I don't really want to talk about it that much. It's 200. What I'm gonna be really excited for is when we get to episode 500." Yeah. I yeah I I think we can do it I think we can get there absolutely I think we'll get to a thousand for sure isn't that crazy I mean because you figure five hundred episodes from now is probably going to be about three years or so what is our life going to be like in three years it's kind of exciting to think about just chronologing the journey that 
Right. I mean, yeah, I don't know where we've because I mean, you think about when we started this podcast too. You were still living in Glen Ellen, um, and kind of these hopes and dreams and aspirations and stuff like that. And as the episodes I, go on, you see wow. the you see the evolution of the journey that's going on. Where you're like, okay, I've been looking to move to LA. Okay, I've I've got a couple of places kind of lined up to live in. Okay, now I'm booking my flight. Or no, you drove. So I drove. now I'm now I'm setting I'm setting the date to drive. Now I've got my apartment. Now I've got my job transfer. Now I'm quitting my job to do another <laughs> grocery store job. And just the, right. the the whole progression of this. And then the pandemic hits, which is just another a whole another like cluster of, of events. But yeah, it's it's fun. It's like a it's like a audio time capsule. I definitely think <laughs> an audio time capsule for sure. I definitely think, though, that every now and then I'm like, man, I can't believe there's definitely – I don't I don't think – grab anybody from our high school and tell me what they're doing. There's no one that's having more fun than me, right? Dude, that's what I – That's the thing that I have seen in you. You are, I'm you trying are to living think. life to its fullest. Right? Okay, so maybe you're having a bunch of fun and, you know, you're working at the company your dad worked at for 30 years and you have a house and you have a kid and you're married and you get to hang with your friends on the weekends and, you know, you have a good life. That's awesome if you have a great life. That's awesome. But my, in my opinion, I mean, I can't maybe, – maybe fun isn't the right word, but I would say exciting. You're, you're, you are living life to its fullest, to use kind of a cliche. I mean – because we all we all have times where yeah it's going to be time at some point to settle down start a family all that but dude you have the flexibility and freedom we both do actually to be able to kind of experiment with life and just see what sort of fun things pop along a journey and you know it's it's led to some very interesting results but yeah it is interesting though i will say to see your focus from because I mean, the reason you moved to LA in the first place, right, was for acting. That that was equal what, was parts. That the main impetus. Or I tell just... people, I tell people, it's equal parts acting, but also great weather. <laughs> yes, I had to get out of the winter. Yes, I, I I do for I I did forget the fact of how much you just bitched about winter and shit like that. Yeah, every time, <laughs> every time I came around every year. If the for whatever um, reason. Right, the acting thing never happens professionally. What I'm still, I still feel awesome that I live in California. If that's a way to yeah. put things in perspective, right? That's how important the weather is to me as well. Yes, yeah, but it is interesting to see for that that acting half. It kind of transitioned to more of an an economist type perspective. You're very. It seems like you're much more interested in the economic uh, market in whatever form more so than acting now would you say would you say that priority level oh, has kind of um, shifted because we we haven't really talked about yeah, that too much there's here, that but. and i'm still i'm still like super into roller skating more than when i first started right uh really okay yeah i i guess so i don't really think about it i just kind of go with whatever i you're just, you're just living life in. man Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, I I know that we we spent probably half of this episode talking about just reminiscing and stuff like that. I don't know if there's anything else that you uh, that you had on your on your. Mind oh yeah! Oh my gosh! You're never gonna believe this. Go so. For the last like three weeks now, I've been roller skating three times a week at this hockey rink in Mar Vista, which is right next to Venice. And it's awesome because there's a ton of roller skaters out there and you meet a bunch of cool people and you learn a lot faster. And now I'm spending more time roller skating, right? Before I just did it like almost, almost every day for an hour. And now when I go there, I'm there for like three or four hours. Quick, quick, quick question to What's insert. Up? Um, age range. Are you on, are, are people more your age or much younger? Bro, it's all ages. Really? I've seen children as young as like, they probably four or five. And there are some village elders as well, as well. No joke. (laughs) There's people there. I've never seen that. There's people, there's people there that are probably, you know, a few of them there. I'm guessing would be in their 60s or 70s. Right. Anyway, so I go there. I uh, I meet a bunch of people. And last Friday was, since going there, last Friday was my favorite night having gone there. I had the most fun because that happened to be one night where that night that I'm there, everybody who I had met are all there on the same night. So, uh, right, you know, because you, uh, you, uh, well, I should say everyone who had met en- enough times, like, you know, three or four times or whatever, to be familiar with them and talking. I, like, I'm, I'm roller skating. I'm like, holy shit, I know, like, everybody that's here. Damn. And then it was weird because, like, two days later I go and there's like, yeah, I know some familiar faces, but I don't have any people here that are, like, that I'm, that uh, I felt as close with as, like, the other night. Anyway. Uh, that I ended up being so much fun. And one of the girls there is like, oh, hey, uh, we're going to a pregame later if you want to come. I'm like, sure, I'll go. So we go. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, it'll be seven or eight people. She said it was a pregame, so it'll be like low key. I'm thinking, like, what my thought is, what sporting event or what's on TV tonight that they're pregaming, right? <laughs> I go there with them. The door opens up. We walk in, and I'm like, holy shit. It's a straight up party. And I'm like, what? And I walk in, the door closes, and all of the sudden, dude, I don't know how to explain it. I was so caught off guard. I didn't know, like, what to feel. I didn't feel angry or in danger or anything like that. It was just like, I haven't felt this. I haven't been in this in a very long time. And it was just so odd. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And the girl that brought me there... (laughs) was like are you okay are you are are you okay because she's thinking that maybe i feel <laughs> she's you know she <laughs> she, 
<laughs> I didn't expect you to be laughing like that. <laughs> right? It's like somebody who just gets out of a traumatic experience. Are you she, okay? Cause, <laughs> you just walked she, into a party. <laughs> yeah, because she's thinking... She's thinking that maybe I feel uncomfortable being at this party, which I don't. I'm just so surprised. I'm just so, you know, in awe of what I'm experiencing. And uh, <laughs> and so she – so I asked her like, oh, where – because I wasn't expecting to go to this, right? So I'm not dressed. Me and this other girl, we're not – well, she – Anyway, that's a side story. So I'm not like dressed. I just got done roller skating. I don't have any alcohol. And so she's, oh, let me get some from my friend. And so she grabs one and she gives one to me. And I crack it open. And I'm just like, again, just like, what the hell is going on? So we go, we sit outside. A few of us are sitting outside. And it was a lot of fun. It was a great time. And then, oh, yeah. And she says something to me like, you know, uh, yada yada yada, you know, and we're going to the bars later. And I'm like, wait, what? Bars? What bars? I thought you said this was a pregame. And she goes, yeah, a pregame to the bars. And I say, I thought something was on TV. What do you mean bars? And and she said, yeah, you know the uh, the bars are open. And so I'm like, what? What? And then the next day, my buddy who is a waiter said, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, we opened, you know, the, the bar inside is now open. And uh, he mentioned that the day after. And so that night afterwards, I'm like, I'm going back home. I'm not going out, but I'll definitely be down to go out again another time when I can plan this not last minute thing, right? So I go back. I drive back home. And I'm driving down Santa Monica, and then I see, like, everybody out, uh, almost like it's a normal night. It, the vibe that I get, it's more than just a we're sitting down eating dinner outside vibe, right? Because it was Friday exactly. night. And so I'm looking, and I can see that people are going – in and out of the restaurant and that pe- because now the indoor seating is open as well, right? Yep. And so uh and so I'm looking around and I'm like holy shit. It's happening. It's fucking happening. And your boy just got his second dose last Monday. Yeah, buddy. Dude, I've, I've got mine coming up on Friday, my friend. It was so second, second crazy. Dose. It was so so crazy. I just I can't get, I can't get over that that uh, the are you okay thing. I mean that that feels like an SNL skit where somebody is just so traumatized by the experience of the past year of not having any social interactions. <laughs> Suddenly they walk into a party where everyone's just there. I'm assuming no one was wearing masks. Everyone was kind of vaccinated or something. Of course, no one is wearing. And, yeah, I, and then I, mean, I was no, thinking I mean, you're, you're drinking alcohol. So and then I was thinking like, what's the what is the, I guess you could say, you know, the caveat? What's the underlying, uh, the common denominator? Are all these, do, does everyone know each other from college? Is this just like a generational thing? Like, are they, they, I could tell right away, I could tell right away that all of them were younger than me, right? I could tell all of them were them, at least in their mid-20s. 
and that maybe a few of them were 28, 29, 30 or whatnot. That's just the vibe that I got. Uh, but what was, was there? I guess my biggest question is, and it's maybe it has to do with an, with age because people our age now half or more than half are married with kids. And so we don't have that instinct to just go out and rage. And so I was trying to think, you know, and you hear about it on the, on social media or whatnot, like where are these parties taking place? How do I, and, and, you know, you kind of want to tell yourself like, how do I get there? Like where, where, where are these, how is this happening? What's going on? How many people like, you know, cause for part of that pandemic, I'm thinking like, dude, like I just, I just need to be in a group in a room with like four other people. We can stand in a corner. I just need to be in a room with four other people. Where are these part? Like, how are these people getting together, throwing these ragers? But anyway, I just couldn't believe what happened. I was like, holy cow. I think they all knew each other because someone was like, most of these people are from Seattle. So I don't know if several of them know each other from high school or college or what. Or, but everyone, it seemed like everyone knew each other. But I totally wasn't prepared for it. I was kind of like, damn it, I can't drink, right? So I had one of the, uh, I had one white claw. Everyone else is like pounding Dude, drinks and taking white claw these pounding days. drinks and taking shots. I'm like, shit! I really wish I could drink right now. White claw is refreshing. I understand now why. Because even though I think seltzer water is gross, the white claw it's not as bubbly as Lacroix, and it's refreshing. It's light. It's crisp. It's got a fair amount of alcohol in it. And I don't remember exactly how – I can't remember how much flavor to tonic there was. I don't think I was paying attention. I think I was just drinking it just to drink it. I don't right. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That – you know, it's oh, – that gives me hope. I mean, you know, you, you hear like on the news or whatever, oh, things are starting to return to normal. Everything's starting to get back to normal. I feel like the moment that I actually experience that, like you did, it's probably going to be as equally big of a shock for me. I just, I, I can't envision, like, because I'm going to start doing weddings next month, and I'm going to be fully vaccinated, and I think most of the people at the weddings are. And so I'm guessing there's probably not going to be a lot of masks, if any, and I think that's going to that's gonna be a shock to my, my sister. Like, whoa, okay, so. Well, I don't have anything else, do you? It, so we had our second to last uh, chaplaincy group this past week. You remember what I was telling you about my one-on-one meeting with my supervisor from before, right? You're not showing enough emotion. Where's your anger? Where's your rage? Where's your frustration? You need you need to be more open about that. Uh, we had we had a redux of that <laughs> with my chaplaincy group because. Uh, as one of the last sessions or whatever, we kind of take everything that we've done for the past six months and combine it into a paper on the theology of suffering. Because in chaplaincy, you deal with suffering all the time. How do you make sense of that? And so that was, (laughs) and my supervisor who's leading the group, um, when I, when I ended up reading my, by the way, Joe's in that group too. And it starts off where it's supposed to be like two to three pages 
of just a kind of a understanding of your personal like how you understand suffering and what you do with that in the world. Um, how do you make sense of it? Like why do bad things happen to good people type stuff? And it's just supposed to be two and a half pages. So Joe leads everyone off with this extensive PowerPoint presentation filled with graphics and images and all these different things. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Really? Really? You're going to show me up. And then after he finishes... My supervisor says, okay, so who's next? Silence. Literally, there's there's four more of us no who still have to, to present. No one wants to follow up with that. No one wants to find, And actually, somebody else in the group said, I don't want to follow that. <laughs> and so, like, literal silence. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, there, were, there were two of them that hadn't done it yet, who hadn't actually written it because they forgot or whatever. Uh, and so it was between me and another person. And my supervisor was like, uh, if somebody doesn't speak up, I'm going to have to call on someone to go next. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck it. All right, whatever. I'll do it. I'll do it. I, I hate I hate being that person, but I'll, I'll follow up uh, whatever this was. And so, yeah, I just I talk about kind of the personal experiences and other stuff that I have. And it goes back to that thing where I I mean, for me, dude, like I've experienced a pretty significant amount of suffering. So I feel like I have kind of perspective, but the thing that I was focused on was like how naive I was back in high school or college, just not knowing how complex the world was and how that evolved. And so, you know, I'm, I'm talking about all this and of course it inevitably gets into my, uh, leaving of the church as well as my divorce. And so, like, a good portion was, like, just harping on, tell us what you really feel about those experiences. And I feel like I've shared on this podcast my feelings about this experience, uh, but I, I tend to generally be pretty reserved about that, try to, to process it, move on, etc. And it finally came to a point where I'm like, talking about all these resentments and frustrations it's like it it just makes me sound like a very negative person once once i start getting on a roll like you know that it just it starts <laughs> building and it keeps going and towards the end i'm like wow I, I i don't know i don't know if this was just like all built up or if i'm really that bitter or resentful but they just kept asking over and over again basically show us how resentful you are like really deep down and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so tired. Like, emotionally, I was so fucking done. And I was thinking to myself, thank god that I went early on, because if I had to listen to four other people uh, talk about their experiences with suffering and all that, and then had to go at the end, I would have nothing left in the tank, and I would just be a puddle of, like, manure on the ground. It just... It it was an experience. It was it was yeah. Gotta, <laughs> I fucking hate doing that stuff. That sucks but. when people start pissing you off. When the when it pretty much goes like this, you're in a situation, neither good nor bad. It's just whatever it is, what it is. And then an outside force intrudes and continues to poke at you. Oh, we talked about this. The the. The story of the bear that lives in the forest, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that was another very good. I feel that like was... you know I pat myself on the back for my storytelling uh, capabilities with that one. I really entertained myself with that story. I felt that like I really summed things up in a simple manner for <laughs> even children to understand. Yeah. But yeah, it's that. like where they're like, "Well, why aren't you angry?" I'm not angry. Why aren't you angry? I'm not angry. Why aren't you angry? And then we're like, okay, you're clearly angry. So, and it's like, well, I'm only angry because I wasn't, but you kept asking me. And now it's this fucking cycle that makes me look like I'm crazy when you guys are the motherfuckers that won't fuck off. Exactly. See, see, you are angry. I can see yeah, that. See, no, see, yeah. you are. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. God damn. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, there there was a little bit of that, but yeah, overall, I don't know. It, it was it was interesting. I feel like because it was one of those same things too. Where when I had had the one on one meeting with her, um, like she she did the same thing this time, where she asked the question either multiple times or in different ways. And again, this I'm like I again I feel like I'm not really answering your question. But luckily, there were other people in the group to kind of clarify because, you know, sometimes miscommunication happens where you're just not on the same page but then you insert somebody else who listens to it and they can kind of bridge that that divide so yeah i don't i don't know if i'm more peaceful after that or less but yeah it's all right you got it out there i got it out there you know as 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 we do every episode (laughs) Man, oh man. Episode number 200. We hit a checkpoint on the way to 1,000. Damn right. The mile markers are so important. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. Episode 200. 200. Until next time. Until next time.